Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Sarah Schulting Krenz. Sarah is an author, keynote speaker, trauma and personal leadership authority, wilderness guide, and expert in utilizing nature healing. As a multiple trauma survivor, Sarah, like millions of others in this world, suffered from severe complex PTSD that almost took her life and could have left her three children motherless. She navigated through her anger, pain, and grief while outdoors. Sarah harnessed the healing power of nature through her own PTSD and intense trauma recovery, which included somatically healing through nature while practicing the art of forgiveness for herself, others, and the world. Now, Sarah coaches clients, leadership executives, and organizations on the necessity and benefits of using nature for mental and emotional health. So you know we talk a lot about different ways to help you heal from betrayal, and today we're diving into yet another way, and that's by using the power of nature. I'm talking with my friend Sarah, who not only used nature to help her heal from lots of trauma, but now she's helping so many others do the same. Get ready for this inspirational conversation where where we'll be talking about nature healing, getting back to your truth, boundaries, forgiveness, and so much more. Here we go. Okay, everybody, you are you are in for such a treat because you know when you just meet someone and you really like them and you want to be friends. That is this next person. She is my new friend, Sarah Schultenkrans. We actually had she had me on her show, and I just we just connected on so many levels, and I just love her. So I just can't wait to share her with you. So Thank welcome, you. Sarah. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I'm really excited to talk, to talk about this today because. We're going to be talking about getting back to the true nature of who you are. Let's talk about what that means and what even led you to get to having to get back to your true nature. Let's start there. So I believe that the true nature, which is also coincidentally all about my book as well, which is about nature healing and nature therapy. I believe that the true nature of who we are is that centrifugal, that that space within us coming home to your heart, coming home to your soul. Um, We are such a mindset society. I talk about this all the time. You know, we try to mindset everything. I'm going to mindset my healing. I'm going to mindset my growth. I'm going to mindset my business. I'm going to mindset my, you know, the parenting. And really going back to the true nature of who we are comes back to who are you as a human being? Why were you placed on this earth in the first place? Connecting with your beating heart, connecting with your soul, your intuition, and that space of purpose and meaning in life. Um, coming back to myself, I, I, I was a doer for many years. I was the, how many of us are that have lived through things, right? Fix everything, try and uh, make everything better around us. When we do that, we forget about that connection, that being within self. And how I came to this space was living through multiple traumas myself. I've lived through everything from sexual assault to relational betrayal trauma. Um, Literally, it started at the age of 17 and then came, I'm 48 now. And so um, for most of my life, and it's interesting going through that space of being a victim. This is what I talk about. You're the victim of things. You're the survivor of things, and then you're the thriver of things. And the thriver is the space of how do I take everything that I've learned and create something that can better not only continue to better myself, but also to help heal the world from what is going on, right? And so that's getting back to the true nature of who you are. It's finding purpose in your pain, finding purpose in the things that you've lived through. Um, 
And that's why, you know, there's two parts of my healing journey that I'm really passionate about. And one is nature healing, really allowing yourself to get out of the room, I should say, and out of your head, dropping into your heart. And then it's forgiveness, going back to that state of forgiveness and forgiveness being three parts to it. Self-forgiveness first, forgiveness for others, and then forgiveness for the world. And that's what it is to come home. That's the true nature of you. I love so many things about what you said, and I want to dive into like 20 different directions at once. So isn't it interesting how we never really ask ourselves, I don't believe, we don't ask ourselves those really big questions unless we have to. Why is it that we have to go through such hardship and hard times to then just start questioning everything? So was there, and before you even started questioning, what was the meaning you made out of your experiences, because for, you know, there's the one type of trauma and then another and another, what were you like back then? What was going on? And, and because you don't just get to be someone like you without going through those questions, but tell us who you were and then what happened. You have no idea the depth of that question. Well, you do understand the depth (laughs) of that question. Um, I just wrote to somebody uh, today actually it was late last night. I said, you know, you're right. I am not the same person that I was before. And I didn't ask for that. And I think that that's one of the most important things that we need to remember as survivors stepping into thrivers, even, you know, starting as victims, you didn't ask for this. I didn't say to somebody, Hey, would you please hand me your pain and then make me have to do something with it? Because literally that's what happens when we are traumatized, hurt people, hurt people. Right. And so, and healed people heal people. That's what we do. And so that that's how we be, I should say. And so, you know, what's interesting is that the person I was at 17, there's something that I'm really working on. I'm kind of back up something. I was on the phone with my mom earlier today and we were talking about my faults, my things, right. My, I don't know if I call them necessarily faults, the things that we're constantly working on. And I have always been a reactionary. And uh, and I know that about myself. I am, I'm a reactionary instead of a responder. And the reason why is because of the, the space of unsafety that was handed to me at 17. And then feeling like I'm safe for so long and then finding out at 40 that I'm not again. And so what happens? You literally start to implode in a different kind of way going off of also what happened to you at 17, your earlier traumas. That's why it's important to heal from the beginning, to work through them, look back at them, heal. You can do it at any age. And the woman I was, I wasn't a woman. I was a young girl. The young girl that I was at 17 that lived through that, that first trauma, you know, she was brave, she was courageous, and she was silent. She was silenced because of what everybody else literally said for her, decisions that were made for her, not on her best behalf. And there was a lot of courage and bravery stepping into the space of okay, you all want to be that way. I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to do, and I did, that's what I did. That's the doing part of me. That's the reactionary part of me to get to safety, right? So now come through to the age of 40, where I'm having to face relational betrayal trauma in my marriage. My husband had been having affairs for 14, 17 years of our marriage and having to then go through that space now with three kids, right? 
there's the space of who am I outside of the pain, not only at 40, but then the pain that I'm now realizing I never healed from at 17, which also got me into this now pain that I'm in, in 40, right? And so looking at the patterns, looking at how, what got me here and how do I not want to be this way moving forward? And so the reactionary part of me as a woman at 48 is something that I'm continuously having to work on. Respond, don't react. Respond, don't react because of so much in my past. Yeah, and it's so interesting because it's really true. An unhealed betrayal always leads to a repeat betrayal. But now looking, so so here you are right now. Look back at that 17-year-old. Are there, would you have done something differently? I mean, knowing what you know no. now, of course, we're only doing the no. best we could based on what we had. No. I would not have done one thing differently. I would not have done one thing differently at 17. Uh, and, you know, my mom taught me, um, my mom taught me at 17, when people do things to you, walk down the road and hold your head high. Because even if they don't believe you today, they will someday. And so that was, and that became the, the title of my book, Walk Through This. And so the reason I say I would not do anything differently there's choices and decisions that I would make differently as I, I ended up being a very, very young mom as well. There are choices and differences, there are choices and decisions that I would do differently as a mom, but I would never change the choice that I made at that young age. And, you know, I also believe really deeply, Debbie, and when we heal our traumas, we heal the traumas of not only ourselves, but of those people within our life. We are, we are, it's not only our patterns, it's not only the things that we are carrying, but it's this things from our parents, our grandparents, our ancestors that we're also carrying. And so when we go through that journey, when we release, when we heal, we're not only healing ourselves, we're healing other people, our past and our present. Here's the thing. This is the kicker. When you ask about who, who were you then and who are you today? Not everybody's going to like who you become. And the reason why is because you are now the mirror of what they are not. And the things that you, you, you sometimes hold that mirror up for what they need to be working through themselves. And so the projection of their own pain back onto you can also lead you to continuously go into that space of boundary setting, protecting as you continue to rise and unbecome to become. Yeah. You know, it's really true. And that's why I always recommend you better start making those growth friends, those, those, that other level group, because as you, as you heal, as you move through it, you can either just simply outgrow those people, but for sure, they're not going to like those changes. They liked when you were predictable. They liked knowing where they stood with you and, and our transformations definitely shake things up. What's interesting though, is you can see and feel the passion in you. And, you know, when you say we didn't choose this and whatever, I kind of feel like we do in a way, because think about it. Someone like you can move through something and look at now the fire and the inspiration and the love in wanting to shorten someone's learning curve and, and teach them what you know, where someone else may just be stuck, right? But there's a certain type of person who says, oh, okay, this will, it, it's looking like it's going to kill me, but I'm going to transmute this pain. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to use this to not only heal me, to heal everyone. And it sounds like 
you know, I, I say that's when trauma is well served. Of, of course, when I say I didn't choose this, I mean, I didn't, I didn't choose to be hurt. I chose to step into this space yeah. and I will choose to step into this state space over and over and over again, because as I also wrote to somebody last night, if I don't continue on this journey, the darkness wins. And I refuse to stand in the darkness. I won't do it. And I won't, I don't want to stand in other people's darkness. That's not what I want to do either. Right. And so, you know, we could go into this whole space of too, do we subconsciously choose things in order for our own growth? Right. And I do believe in my life that I have subconsciously stepped into things, unconsciously stepped into things realizing that there was still unhealed, unlooked at trauma that needed to be brought to the surface. And I could say, oh, thought I learned the lesson. Now I really learned the lesson. It's kind of like when you get a math problem three-fourths right, and then you have to redo it again to get the full thing right to in order to move on to the next level. And so, you know, there's there's times in my life where I can look back and say, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you, universe. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. And it's never an easy lesson, but what, you know, but when we learn it, it's a feeling like no other, what do you say to that person? Cause I know, I know I have listeners right now, people watching this and they're like, oh, sure. Well, look at her. Of course she can do this. You don't know my situation. It's so bad. I can't move through this. This is just my lot in life. I'm stuck, which is just that person who's stuck. And I believe at some point it truly is a decision, but they don't know that. How do you work with somebody who just is really in that stuck space? So honestly, this is why I run my retreats because when you're not stuck to your phone and when you're not in the room and when you're forced to get out of your story that you've been living and resonating in and ruminating in over and over and over and over again, you have to, like, that's what nature does to you. Sorry, not sorry. Like, that's why it's there, right? We, we, it's there to also help heal us. And so that's why I take people into the Grand Canyon and we run retreats down there. That's why I take them up to Alaska and we kayak next to glaciers and waterfalls and with eagles. When you, when you watch an eagle soar, okay, an eagle is no more than the mirror of who you can become. You can soar just like that. Every one of us can. They're pushed out of the nest too, right? They have wings. And so when we are, when we go into nature though, what it literally does is it pulls us out of the story that we have been living in. So we are, are the frontal lobe of our brain slows down. It's a scientific thing. The back part of our brain rises. We have, we have soft fascination. We have moments of, uh, you know, not, not living in trauma where we're literally like, oh my gosh, this is what peace is. This is a peace moment. This is what it is to not feel the pain and just to sit with myself holy moly, I'm not sitting with the story. I'm sitting with who I am outside of my story. And when you feel that, it's like taking a really good, I don't know, think of your favorite dessert, right? It's like taking a bite of your favorite dessert and saying, oh my gosh, that was amazing. I want more of it. And so then it, then when you get a taste of it, you realize I don't have to hold on to the darkness. I can step into the light. I love that. And, you know, there are so many, I'm picturing that very successful, driven type A person who's like, well, that sounds really nice, but there's such a fear of that level of vulnerability. There's oh yeah. A fear of what's going to show up. What, what does show up? I mean, tell, get, tell us like what goes on. So mm -hmm. someone is 
they're just resistant. They're like, I've never done anything like this. This is just weird. I mean, it's one thing. I'll look at trees. I'll look at, you know, <laughs> some streams and, and rivers and stuff, but right, right. don't go have me be vulnerable. That person, they, it's like they crack, crack wide open, right? Tell us what goes on. Yeah, they do. They crack wide open and I love it. You know, there's a couple of pieces that I really believe need to happen in your healing journey. You have to have community. You have to have people holding space for you that have walked the walk have not simply talked it, but have walked it. You know, my traumas were deep. I mean, I had PTSD. Like I was just talking to my former therapist last night about this. I said, I look back and I just, I go, gosh, have I come far? That was only eight years ago. And, you know, I wanted to slam my car up against the 405. I wanted to take my life. I couldn't eat. I was a mess. I mean, I would get up in the middle of the night and walk down to the ocean and just sit there because I live at, in, at the beach and I would just sit there and be like, I, I don't even understand what's happening in my life. I don't, and nobody else does either. I felt like I was alone on an Island. So that goes into the second thing. It's getting to your truth, getting to your truth. What is your truth outside of somebody else that hurt you outside of the things that we've lived through? What is your truth in all of this? And nobody can take your truth from you. Your truth is Right. And I'm going to be real practical. How do you know when you've hit on this is my truth? Was it a feeling? What comes over you? It was for me, it was when I was, and again, this goes out, this is when I'm in nature and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to climb a mountain. I mean, I climb mountains. People look at me and they're like, oh yeah, well you go climb mountains, mountains. Well, I do. And just remember that you've all climbed mountains too. (laughs) You, You may be climbing one right now, metaphorically. Right. And so for, for me, when I was in nature, I would just sit with it. Right. I would look at, I would watch a, a spider weave a web and it would, and I would have this, this awe. Cause when we're in awe, when we're in fascination, we realize how different that our life can be. We create differently. We create our stories differently. So you think about what is the story that I'm choosing to tell myself. Right. And so when I was out in nature, I would have these moments of, I'm not a product of that. I don't have to be a product of that. I can be the survivor, the thriver of that. Yes, it happened to me, but it doesn't have to hold me there. And so every single step that I would take outside of the trauma would also lead me into my future, my present, my future. Who do I want to be outside of that? And so it's, it's this space. It's like, it's like getting out of your head, dropping into your heart, dropping into your soul, dropping into your intuition and saying, Oh, Admitting to all the red flags that you saw in the past and realizing that you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know, like, you know, like, you know, right. So that's your truth. And so sitting with your truth and actually looking yourself in the mirror, even and saying, okay, my truth is that I'm feeling really, really, even just being truthful about, I'm feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how about that? I'm feeling stuck today. Right now I'm feeling crappy today. I'm feeling happy today. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit. Ooh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little joy today. Yeah. Can you just like sit with the joy? Yeah. I want to, I want to keep going with that. And I want to definitely dive into forgiveness. So now imagine, so here we are, we've been cracked open. We know our truth. It feels safe in this beautiful little nature cocoon. And then we go back to life? How do you know to, to, to everything we were doing? How do we protect ourselves and stay in that sort of safety little bubble here? So we keep it going once. So we're not so easily back into 
our old routine, our old everything. So <clears throat> boundaries, <laughs> let's just yeah. talk about that. Boundaries. Uh, you know, so here's the other thing that's really interesting about relational betrayal trauma, the trauma that I lived through. When we have been betrayed, you know this, I'm talking to the expert here too, right? When we've been betrayed, what do we do? We look back on our life and we hold on to the stories of our past and we sit there and question, how did that happen? How did this, all of the stories though that we also hold on to are the stories of our past. So what we want to do is make and create new alive stories in the present. And those are the stories that we want to continue to live from. Not the stories of our past, but the stories of which can shape and create the future that we want to hold. Because that's the new you coming out of this, right? That's that, that, that beautiful butterfly that comes out of the messiness that, that has been created. And so when I'm running my retreats and when I'm guiding people through their, through their healing journeys, whatever it looks like, I always tell them, look at the moments, feel the moments. It's not even, it's not, it's not the destination. It's not the journey. It's the moments within the journey themselves. Every single simple moment is a story. What we're doing right now is creating a story, right? And so those are the live moments that you want to hold on to. So then down the line, and this is why we do work beforehand and we do work after, because I want them to take all of this and use it in their life. Down the line, when you're triggered, okay, what do you do? You go back to the live moment that we had together in the canyon in Alaska in nature, and you hold yourself there. I do this all the time myself. Mm -hmm. When I'm triggered, I ground myself. I go back to the alive moment that I have had. And I remind myself I'm safe. I've got people that love me. I know I'm in support. I know that what's happening right now, what do I know to be true? I know who I am. That's coming home to me. Right. And so that's, that's how we, that's how we also change and transition into the space of that thriver past everything. Beautiful, because it's so true. You know, it's, I, I call it rear view mirror thinking. Like you hear is this big front windshield in the car. And if all we're doing is looking in the rear view mirror, mirror like where are we going to go? So we're creating a new, it's like a new starting point. I, I love that. Let's get into forgiveness because I just, it's such a fabulous topic. And I know we can go days and days and days talking about this, but let's just, I see it so clearly with self-forgiveness because we, we blame ourselves. Why didn't I know? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? But let's get into just forgiveness and the three types you mentioned. Yeah. So self-forgiveness is uh, a tool that is underutilized, majorly, majorly, majorly underutilized. Mm -hmm. um, I use it all of the time. Okay. Like I said, I'm a reactionary. When I'm, I'm teaching myself how to respond outside of reacting, right? And this is something that I've had to work on literally for eight years. It's the changing of the mind, the changing of the body, the changing of everything, the somatic healing. I could do something here. Okay, I'm just gonna use myself as an example. I, when I go into a reactionary state, if I go into a reactionary state, which happened on Sunday with my mom on the phone, which is why I called her today and apologized, right? And said, look, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm working on this. I'm choosing better next time. And here's what I could also use in your, to help me in the moment, right? And here's why this is happening. Self-forgiveness is the space of what did you do wrong? What happened, right? What caused it? because we forget to look at the cause of it, the root of it. We look at the tree, but we don't look at 
the, the, the roots that go underneath it. What was the cause of it? How do I choose to do better next time? What do I need? And then I forgive me. It's not letting yourself off the hook. It's holding yourself responsible. Also understanding you are a human being. Yeah. All those red flags that you saw, there's a reason that you chose to maybe gloss over them, maybe ignore them, maybe listen to the other person, whatever it was. And how do we choose to do differently next time? Right. So that's why self-forgiveness is so important because it holds us accountable and it also doesn't keep us in the shame. Because remember, shame is simply what? It's the reflection of perfectionism. You're not perfect. None of us are. None of us are. You're human. It gives us a chance to, to look and, and evaluate. It's almost like we're debriefing. You know, it's like, how did this all go down? What can I do better? And, and just really acknowledging where we were at, what was going on and doing something about it. The next one. So forgiving others. Yeah. So here's the, the reason that I always say, forgive yourself first before forgiving others, because especially if the forgiveness that we want to, or need to step into with another person, not need to, you don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything if you want to, um, you know, it can be really deep, right? Really, really deep. And so when we, and so two things, number one, you want to understand yourself first, and you want to go through the space of empowering you through the decisions and the choices that you have made. Right. And then you can look at, okay, am I ready to, do I want to forgive the other person? Don't you hand your power away to somebody else without empowering yourself first. Right. That's the healing space. Heal you, put your mask on first, then go through and say, okay, I'm ready to look at forgiving this other person. Forgiving somebody, which is what's really fascinating to me, <laughs> those who have wronged you as well will sometimes think, okay, believe you forgave me, but you're still mad at me. So you must not forgive me. Okay. Forgiveness is a practice. It is something that we choose to step into every single day. So you get up in the morning and you say, okay, today I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Here is where I'm going to forgive. You don't, you may have days where you're just like, I don't, I don't want to today. I'm just, I don't want to. That's your choice. That's your choice. It's not a one and done. It's not. And especially if they've re-triggered you, you may have to sit with that for a while. And that while maybe six months, it doesn't negate all of the forgiveness work that you did on this particular person prior to. It's not saying, oh my God, I just did all that work and now it's done. And now I like, now they re-triggered me. And now, now what do I do? Now, what do I do? You know what? You pick yourself up, you start with self-forgiveness and you say, it does not negate all of the work that you have already done. That's the beauty of it. That's really powerful. And, and it's true. It's not this one big grand ta-da moment. It's layers no. and stages and, and over time. And then let's talk about forgiveness for the world. Yeah, goodness sakes. Don't we need more of that? You know, <laughs> you know, I've lived through a lot of things where, um, you know, the police wouldn't press charges. There was so much stuff that happened to me back at 17. And I look at the space of forgiveness for the world as understanding society for what it is, right? And it's also looking at the, even the politics behind things. Why does this happen? Why do some people, you know, why do some people, uh, are they hurt so deeply in society by actions, reactions, court systems, this, that, you know, whatever it is. 
And so being able to see it for what it is, understand it for what it is, forgive it for what it is, not condone it, not say that was okay, not forget it. That's the number one most important thing. You don't have to forget anything. Don't forget anything, quite frankly. When it when it comes time to forgiving people, you want to honor the experience that happened. So you don't have to forget that it happened. Don't sweep it under the rug. Honor it. Honor the learning and everything that you're going through. And that includes with society. That includes with the world. That includes being able to look at it and say, okay, wow, I'm coming from the lens of love. And I'm choosing love every single time. And through that, that will heal the world. Again, it doesn't mean that you condone it or say it's okay. You're really important. Yeah. How you live. Really important because I think that's a lot of people think they have to forget it. And I don't believe, I agree with you. I don't think that's the case at all. What do you want to make sure everybody knows as we wrap up? That you are an incredibly brilliant, beautiful, capable, courageous, brave, freaking amazingly awesome, energetically healing, incredible human being worthy of the best life possible, whatever that is. And when you dream, when you think about what I want, what, what do I want? Like literally sit there right now and say, what do I want? What do I want? The sky is the limit. The sky is truly the limit. And I know that some people will hear me right now and say, oh yeah, whatever. Uh-uh. And here's the thing though, if you're not, be willing, be willing to trust, surrender, and be open to all of life's magical possibilities. Because if you're not willing to do that, how are you going to receive them? Oh, I love that. I love that. Say that again. That is like such a mic drop moment right there. Say that again. So here's the thing about. I literally channel. Okay. People say to me, can you say that again? I'm like, I channeled it. I really it's honestly, it's like, like oh, and I go, okay. So, so uh, if you're not willing to trust, surrender and stay open mm -hmm. to all of life's magical possibilities, how can you receive what I believe is to be the greatest gift handed to you from the universe, God, spirit, whatever you want. Like, I truly believe that we are all held in a space of love. And when we step into that, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Beautiful. Where do we go to learn more about you, your retreats and the amazing work you do? Thank you. Um, so my website is sarahschultingkranz.com and I'm sure it's going to be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. right? You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook uh, within my um, pot or within, I do, I do a podcast because you were on my podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boldly with Sarah Schulting Kranz. Um, within my website, you will find everything from my book to my forgiveness bracelet, uh, the apparel we have, my retreats, my downloadable programs, my online program. There's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of free stuff too. Um, retreats we have, well, unfortunately, fortunately, we're filled already for Alaska this year, which is really exciting. I can't wait to take people up into Alaska. Water healing at its best. Uh, we are now filling our July Grand Canyon retreat, all land healing. Uh, it's co-ed. We have, uh, right now though, we only have women signed up. So we'll see what happens. Thanksgiving and January of 2023. We are stopping these after 2023, January of 2023, because the Grand Canyon's redoing the entire um, water system. And so 
it's going to, they're going to have, everything's going to be closed at the bottom for a good eight months minimum. And I'm stepping into speaking engagements and uh, more corporate work. So it's exciting. So jump in, jump in when you can. We also, Florence Williams and I are running a retreat together in July, which is really exciting. So we'll be doing, uh, she's going to be doing all the forest bathing and I'll be doing the energy healing and the coaching and, and everything beautiful. And it's up until you ride in July as well. July is a busy month for me. Beautiful. Okay, everybody, you heard it here. If you are ready to just get back to nature and get back to yourself, there is no one better uh, who can help you do that. And I, I truly, I just, I so love your message and, and I'm so excited. My new friend, everybody, just take this all in. This is probably one of those that as you're listening, listen again, grab a pen and paper. Seriously, there were some amazing mic drops here. So thank you so much for your thank wisdom you. and your insight. And I know we're going to get, everyone is going to get so much out of what you shared today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You can really see how being in nature gives you the opportunity to get away from your distractions, routines, and allows you to rediscover who you really are, all while you're healing and transforming. Stay in touch with Sarah by going to sarahschultingkranz.com, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway forgiveness, a tool that's way too underutilized. Start with self-forgiveness, asking yourself questions like, what happened? What caused it? How can I do better? How can I forgive myself? Then move on to forgiving others and then the world. You're not meant to stay sad and stuck and forgiveness is a powerful way to set yourself free. Forgiveness is a powerful part of the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough too. Want to know what stage you're in? Just take the Healed or Hardened quiz, which you can find at healedorhardenedquiz.com. Can't wait to be with you next time and here's to your breakthrough.